Post-Fight Thoughts. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Follow me on Parlor at FightJunkie. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon. Basically, anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Oh, wait. Hold up. Scratch that. YouTube deleted my channel. Um, let me think. Okay. I got it. You can also subscribe to the Rumble channel. Rumble.com slash Fight Junkie. Want live stream? Twitch.tv slash Real Fight Junkie. Taurus versus Dern. Taurus wins by decision. You lose. Chimaev versus Burns won't go three full rounds. You lose. Sterling versus Yawn. Yawn wins by decision. You lose. Volkanovski versus the Korean Zombie. Volkanovski wins by decision. You lose. Well, it's one of those nights, boys and girls. It doesn't happen very often, but loser. Terrible. Terrible. Terrible night. Well, to be fair, there were two fights on the card that certainly could have swung in our favor. I believe the Torres fight and the Yan fight both could have went the opposite way that they officially went. I think in the Torres fight, the first round was probably the decider. And the same thing in the Yan fight, I believe it was the first round that was the decider. If I recall correctly in the Yan fight, I believe I gave him 1-4 and 5 that gave him the fight. Obviously the people that liked Sterling gave him the first round and the other rounds. Uh, I believe it was 2-3 and three went to Sterling. So if you liked Sterling, I believe they went 1-2-3. And if, if you liked Yan, it was 1-4 and 5. For Taurus, again, I think it was the first round that separated that fight. What's interesting is the judging is so inconsistent. One of the things I harp on is what happened, in my opinion, the Dern fight. So Dern was going forward, but wasn't effective in her aggressiveness. And I think Taurus won the first round. Then the fight played out how it was going to play out. Ultimately, I thought Taurus won the fight uh, via a close decision. And the Yan fight, Yan was the one going forward, and Sterling was the one running around, but the judges gave that round to Sterling. So you have two fights where both the first rounds, not a lot of action was going on. One fighter was pressing, the other one was moving and moving a lot. Both of the cases were that were that way. But in one fight, Dern got the round, and in the other fight, Sterling got the round inconsistent it's always going to be that way but it's frustrating especially when you don't get the benefit of the doubt on the fighter that you picked uh the Taurus Dern fight it was close 
Uh, I was impressed with Torres being able to survive the uh, ground game of Dern. I believe that was the second round. She was in some tough positions there. Certainly not smart to grapple with Mackenzie Dern because even though you're able to survive, she obviously lost that round. I don't think it was a 10-8 round. And the same goes for any of the rounds in the Sterling-Yan fight. I don't believe any of them were 10-8 rounds, even when Sterling had his back for most of the round or when Yan was in positional control on the ground in 4-5. and five, I don't think they were 10-8 uh, worthy rounds. I think if you like Yan, you give him that fight by one round. And if you like Sterling, you give him that fight by one round. I can't really complain too much about that. I do think uh, both Torres and Dern and Jan and Sterling fights were very close. Uh, I don't think you can really, you know, go crazy up in arms about a, a one-round uh, victory for for either fighter and either of the fights. I think it, it's acceptable either way. As far as Burns and uh, Chimaev goes, that was just that was just a bad beat because those dudes went to war. How somebody did not fall down, collapse, and stay down is beyond me. I mean, that was a brutal, bloody, three-round war with both guys being hurt, both guys in trouble throughout the fight. And in fact, Chimaev comes comes away with the decision. I I had no horse in that race if it went to a a points. Uh, uh, a decision because we were on the under but a lot of people were saying that they thought Burns won the fight and that's interesting because Daddy Dana was saying you know if Chimaev wins this fight he wants Colby next I think you can make a case that they run it back in all honesty I don't care if you had Burns winning by a round or again if you had Chimaev winning by a round but the fight was competitive it was close when you can make a case for either guy you can really run that back. It was the best guy Chimaev had ever faced. I think it showed he had adversity tonight. He could have potentially even lost the fight. How do you give him another higher-ranked guy like Colby? I think you have to give him a, a Burns another shot at redemption there because he was a significant underdog going into the contest, and he performed better than most people thought he would. And you could make a case that he actually was able to eke out a decision against Chimaev, the killer who had finished everybody he had ever faced, had to go three rounds, was rocked multiple times in the fight, showed some holes in his game, and could have potentially lost the fight, but you give him another fight ahead of Burns? No, I think you got to run that one back. Um, as far as uh, Volkanovski and the Korean Zombie, well, that was an utter and absolute mismatch. We kind of alluded to that going in. We were hoping the Korean Zombie was still going to be tough enough that Volkanovski would use the in-and-out movement, pitter-pat, not really look for the finisher, touch Zombie, move around, touch Zombie, move around. There was a hand and foot speed advantage, obviously, going into this. It was a tough task for the Korean Zombie. We spoke about that in the pre-fight podcast. But the zombie looked really old. He looked old and slow and beat up and worn down. And I really think it's time for him to hang it up. It's not just because it was against uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, you know, the dominant champion in the division. Korean Zombie has had a ton of wars. An absolute, long, hard, brutal career. And obviously he can't perform at the top, top, top tier of the division. This has happened throughout his career. 
as he gets older, he's had a lot of injuries, a lot of time off. It's not going to get better for him. Sure, he could hang around maybe in the top 15, the top 20 of the division, beat some guys, lose to some guys. But even in his wins, he's going to take a lot of abuse. And I just don't see it. I don't see a reason for him to continue. It doesn't look like it's in the cards for him to ever be a UFC champion. It's been, it was something like 3,200 days or 3,170 days between his title fights. I mean, he doesn't have it in him to go another 3,000 days before a title fight. I think he's going to struggle. I think you've seen that in some of his fights. Even when he gets wins, he struggles. And like I said, with his age and the amount of wear and tear on his body, it's not going to get any better for him. So I think in in this case, this is a perfect time for him to go back to South Korea and just hang it up. I mean, you can make a case, I'll give him one more fight, let him get a win and retire. But what happens is then these guys get a win and they think, oh, I can make another run. And then they stay in the game too long. So if you have a choice between those two things happening, then I think you have to say, you know, enough is enough. He's a beloved figure. A lot of people who even were picking Volkanovski to win this fight wouldn't have been upset if the Korean zombie was able to pull the hat, you know, the rabbit out of the hat and upset Volkanovski. But obviously that wasn't in the cards tonight. He wasn't competitive at all. I mean, he was really, really off his game. He even said after the, after the fight, like he just couldn't get going. That's an old fighter right there who's taking a lot of abuse, and I think it's time for him to hang it up. You don't want to see him, you know, continue to take beatings like this, especially when he's not even getting the victory. And I think if he hangs around in that top five, top ten, that's what's going to happen. I mean, you thought maybe training with Cejudo and the ability, you know, to defend the wrestling and get up. He did all those things well, but you could see it's just his game wasn't firing all cylinders. Again, he looked really slow, really behind the eight ball. Of course, it was against a dominant champion like Volkanovski. You're going to get that. But this is nothing new to the Korean Zombie. Even in his wins and against lower-tier guys, he generally takes a lot of abuse. That's why he's got the name the Korean Zombie is because he's able to walk through punches. And you saw it tonight. He was getting hurt. He was getting dropped. He was getting rocked over and over and over again. But he ended up being stopped on his feet. This is what this guy does. He made a career out of it. But again, this stage of the game, I think he's 35, 36 years old. Even he knew this was his last opportunity at the top tier championship title. So that, you know, that dream is out the window. So unless he's dead broke or needs money or, you know, a situation like that, which is terrible to even think about that he would have to stay fighting because of that. Hopefully that's not the case and that he can just ride off into the sunset and, you know, work with with Korean fighters over there in South Korea and maybe get a title with one of those young kids coming up. And I, of course, it's not perfect. You would have liked to see the Korean zombie get a title himself. But, I mean, obviously that's not in the cards. And these young guys coming up, it's going to be more and more difficult for him. He has an old school style where he takes a lot of abuse. Uh, he's a good grappler and, and he has a lot more skills than he showcases. But he likes to slug and he likes to take a lot of abuse. I mean, you could see even in his defense, it just wasn't clicking. Generally with the Korean zombie, it's never clicking really well. But tonight it was extremely awesome. Off. Obviously, that was a showcase for uh, Volkanovski with his hand speed, his footwork. We talked about this in the pre-fight podcast. That in and out was going to give 
uh, the Korean zombie trouble. We even spoke about it with taking uh, Volkanovsky by decision because the Korean zombie doesn't see the shots coming. So Volkanovsky's in and out so fast and the Korean zombie's moving forward that it really doubles the impact of what Vol- Volkanovsky is landing. And I think you saw that tonight. A lot of those shots were really powerful, brutal shots that, I mean, they, they severely damaged the Korean zombie and nobody wants to see that. So hopefully that's the end for the Korean zombie. And hopefully... I get my ass back in gear, and we don't have another night like we did tonight. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will zuck it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie, I will.